Hello and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week, I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. Hey there, my wise friends, and welcome to episode 57 of Collective Wisdom, which I'm recording on a beautiful spring day. It's been glorious all week. It's the sort of day that makes you think that the sunshine is here to stay for at least the next four months. But whilst that may not turn out to be completely the case, it is so good just to feel the warmth of it on your face. And the other best thing about this time of year is seeing the first baby lambs bouncing about in the fields. I'm pretty sure that's why they have Mother's Day at this time of year, some sort of inspiration from those mummy sheep. So a big shout out to Sheila and Sue, the two mums in my life, and to my sisters who are all pretty cool mums themselves. I feel pretty lucky as I got to hang out the other day with my little 10-week-old niece, Ellie. I'm pretty biased, but I think she is just the most beautiful baby, and I don't think there's anything that quite matches up to smiling down at a baby and watching as their own face lights up with a smile. It's just pure magic. So this week is all about attention, as my guest, Claudia Brosa, has spent the last few years delving into the idea that where our attention goes, our energy flows. So we should all be paying careful attention to who and what we choose to gift with our attention. This is such an important conversation given the advent of social media and all the distraction it provides, distracting us perhaps sometimes from the stuff that is actually way more important in the end. She talks at the end of our conversation about the power of being out in nature and paying real attention to what we can hear, listening to the birds singing and the wind in the trees. And I think that's where she gets her sense of groundedness. It's a powerful reminder of how getting back into nature can help us reconnect with ourselves. So I hope that the sun is shining where you are and you can take a moment to appreciate all those signs of new growth around us at the moment. Enjoy the conversation. So with me today, all the way from her native Germany, I'm lucky enough to have Claudia Brose, who's a friend and fellow contributor to our Enough the Book community, which is all about opening your mind to the abundance of possibilities for transforming your work and by extension, your life. Claudia is a quiet trailblazer who spends her time looking at new and innovative ways we can combine our personal life and our work. Her international experience in both business and Asian culture has led her to her current work in raising awareness about the importance of the human element in business. Drawing upon her MBA, her international marketing management and nonprofit leadership work in Germany and 14 years in San Francisco, she's now committed to challenging our current mindset about the worlds of conscious living and business. Through writing, speaking and events, she encourages leaders, entrepreneurs and change makers to advance a new vision of how we can work and live in a wholesome way. To that end, Claudia has built a business that creates memorable events for photography enthusiasts, connecting passionate participants with top professional photographers who lead with their hearts. She's initiated an ever-growing community of imaginative, creative people. She describes herself as an undeniable optimist. She's crazy about everything Japanese and she loves traveling the world. Her question to us all is, do you want to make life less about work and instead make work part of your lifestyle? And her own definition of what that looks like is, when I'm in control of my time and space and when I have purpose and impact with my work. So Claudia, a warm welcome to the podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining me. And I would just like to dig in, first of all, to that Japanese sort of love of Japanese culture and philosophy. Where, where did that come from? 
First of all, thank you that I'm here on your podcast, which I love your podcast <laughs> uh, and all the people you have on there and this wisdom you can take from it. Yeah, maybe it's the Japanese wisdom I was always attracted to. Yeah. I am still wondering where it really comes from. I just know that I went to Japan to study and I knew that I wanted to study in a place that is completely different than to my own culture. Um, right. So not anywhere in Europe, not in America, which is all kind of similar, but really a different culture. And I was somehow never attracted to South America or Latin culture. Somehow, I don't know why, to Asian culture. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, I started as a little kid already with judo and karate. Wow. But also doing ballet, so speaking of opposites. And... Um, so I went to Japan to study and I just fell in love with it. And I know from people there that either you love it or you hate it. I met a lot of expatriates there who said, oh, I can't stand it. I just do this here for my job. Wow. Or the opposite, like me and other fellow friends, like who just left the Japanese culture. And what was it, what aspects of it that you, you fell in love with in particular? I think it was the, maybe for one, the connection uh, is the martial arts, arts, which I love. Yeah. And you um, said you've been doing that since, so it's funny how these yeah. things just become, you know, these passions that you have as a child can often take you in direction. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think there I was fascinated about this mind body connection, this complete being, um, and it, was, it has some elegance to it. And it's like very smart and intelligent how you think and move and think about maybe your opponent, which is not you want to attack him in that sense. But and also like the samurai, they, they are one side, they're fighters, but they also have really strong ethics and values and need to know about cultural things and uh, mm -hmm. the poems and so on. So these kind of combination um, of um, really knowing yourself, maybe I was fascinated with. Yeah. I'm not sure. And uh, I love the, not the Japanese pop culture, the crazy colorful one, but the, the traditional Japanese design and style, which is very simple, which is very reduced. And I think that's what is part of me and part of my life is the simplicity, which I love in, in food, in design, in yeah. architecture, in, 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 in everything. Um, so I think that might be this. And what I found in Japan, I found in Germany, I always run against walls in a bit by being the either um, like as well as person. So I always see, well, it could be this, but also this. One or the other doesn't exclude the other thing. It doesn't have to and, be either or, it can be yes and. Right, yeah. right, yes and. and but um, it didn't, didn't really help me in Germany. It was always like, no, 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 you need to decide. It's either this or that. Right. And then I come to Japan and both sides are valuable. It can be this and this. Yeah. And I feel, felt really comfortable with this. So maybe I just found an inner, I don't know. Yeah. That, and that's fascinating because I know one of your sort of real key philosophies is this holding two opposite ideas in your head at once that we can, it was almost like yin and yang. That's what it no sort way. of reminds yes. me of. Yes. You know, we have to have, darkness in order to see light and this real sense of balance that you are always right. striving to achieve. Right. Uh, and I think this sense of balance maybe is inside of me, um, but I wasn't always aware of it. And even when I was in Japan, I just felt comfortable at home. The day I arrived, I felt at home. It was really strange. Wow. And, um, it's a good feeling. It was a very good feeling, yeah. In, even though Tokyo, I was in Tokyo, is just a crazy city. And I love actually 
quiet places, but mm. knowing it's just a limited time and you have quiet places in this chaos, in the big parks or in the temples and so on. Mm. And um, so at the time, I didn't really know what it is that really made me feel so good or at home. And I think it only over time, over the years later, I became more conscious and I became aware of it. Um, speaking of this element of balance, for example, you were saying, when I was working then back in Germany and advertising agencies as a marketing manager, some people sometimes were saying, oh my God, you're so calm and relaxed. You're just standing there at the copy machine, let's say, and just doing your thing and not being um, like stressed out or you feel like you're, you have an inner calmness or balance. And I'm like, yeah. really? <laughs> It was just, it, yeah, yeah, and I was just inside of me. I wasn't really yeah. being or doing this um, consciously. It was just there. So maybe there is all the connection. It's fascinating, and I think it's what you're describing is almost the opposite of culture shock. You know, often when we go to a completely new culture with new language and new customs and different food, that can be quite shocking and abrasive to our systems. And yet, it sounds like you just slotted right in and, and was willing to embrace um, that yeah. whole sense of difference. Yes, I think because I love things that are different or yeah. change or thinking from a different angle or perspective or um, out of the box thinking. So maybe that plays into it. So yeah. because I love that and I embrace that. And I that is something I always want to convey to other people and inspire them to look at the different angle or from a different perspective. Absolutely. So, and that's exactly what your work does. And I think, you know, moving on to, to what you're sort of now doing, you've, you've kind of embraced all of that. I love the way there's been these patterns throughout your life, because even, even Japanese culture, when I think about it, you know, it's steeped in tradition and, and yet we also associate Japanese culture with innovation with technology you know it's again it's that yes. real embracing opposites fascinating it is or not so actually as you say now because i love if you have a strong base so maybe that can be a tradition and and having a strong base for me also means having values having your um an inner balance um or strong ideas about something yourself or but these values i think is for me a very important thing and then from that point on you can start and be flexible and move but you have this base and then you can be innovative and move forward but yeah. don't lose that base yeah? so really understanding values. your core values and what matters yeah. to you and that's what yeah, comes and human across. values yeah yeah exactly that's what comes across so powerfully in your work which is all about really saying, you know, given we spend a third of our lives at work, one of your real values is, is being very intentional about making sure that the work we do fuels our lifestyle, is impactful, is part of that fulfillment, as opposed to being something, oh, we go to work and then we have our life. Right. right. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Yeah. So, so tell me a bit about the the photography workshops that you're doing, which sound, I, I would love to be a participant, but you know, how did they come about? How did you first start out? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, that was almost out by accident. Um, love but that. Maybe that's, <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking now um, how things unfold uh, in a way um, because they, it started at the end of my stay in San Francisco, but maybe again in this way of it just happens and you don't know how it unfolds. But this is how I went also to San Francisco. I, I quit my job in Germany in, in marketing just because I was missing a few things in a, like more the international interaction or um, having more freedom in my time and space and, and being more creative, like that I can create things and ideas and not being just 
in in that position of being the mediator you know, between the creatives and then the clients you know, with the uh, yeah. assignments but actually that i can create and realize ideas which is i think in the end at the end of my time in san francisco this friend in germany knows knew that and that's why he uh, proposed this idea with the photo um, academy to me um and so when i went to san francisco um so freedom of space in time yes check got yeah. that now and um international interaction yes obviously and, and the, exactly and then the other part um which maybe in the end led to yeah what you're saying this question with the photography events is that i always um try to connect business and marketing with cultural aspects yeah um so in the asian art museum in the asian art world i was very much engaged and but always in this uh, position of project management um uh, raising awareness about the importance of uh, cultural other aspects or um noticing things around you um being aware of things and um and especially this connection between this cultural and art sector and business i think led to this friend in germany and asked me well i have this idea it's not really clear yet let's talk about it i come over he came over sitting in sonoma county drinking wine and uh um he said well there is something i want i want people to have photographers because he's in the photography business uh to be more have heck nice experiences with photography with this form of art or culture not just well here's the camera and you go out and take pictures now you want to have an experience with this you want to be yeah. together maybe with others share it um so what can we make out of this um i know you are doing these kind of things you're trying to create events or projects that are connected you know, to culture and art but you know, as a from the project management side so and then we came up with this idea with this photography event and we started it and then after the second round i took the third round i took over and it was my event which was always the intention of my friend to yeah kind of handed over handed over really yeah. Yeah. yeah and um so it happened to be then after 14 years for various reasons also a little bit for this event which i started out from san francisco organizing in europe in northern italy um on a, on a winery there which was just also an idea uh, we checked out and um used this wonderful place this location and started this event yeah and then it it kind of grew maybe yeah because i love the idea of bringing people together and and forget about the technical stuff just have a good time have an experience understand how to see to to notice things around you let your heart and your head speak when you go out with your camera and try mm. to capture and see the world around you since i'm not coming from the photography side i could much better bring in that aspect and uh yeah and so it it started and then it grew and there i know i think people a lot of people were telling me they could feel the love i put into that um sure i'm sure kind of organizing everything and um uh, putting it all together all these pieces and then trying to stimulate and inspire those people and what i was like is bringing different people together like these top photographers and with the amateur photographers um who love photography and have them inspire each other yeah, and yeah. they're all talking and um working on these workshops on one level and um last night i had um we do now regularly i started this once a month zoom call where whoever wants can come join from this community and um yeah there a lot of people show up usually around 20 
and it's a little bit like our uh, the right company. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a separate calls. community for that creative, yeah. imaginative, yeah, yeah, photography loving people. And You've last night I had one um, one of my uh, top photographers who talked about creativity. And of course, I love the topic. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Because he is also talking a lot about, uh, he's teaching speaking about and writing about creativity so he's not he's really taking this whole photography on a different level to really understand what does it mean to be inspired um to where do you get these impulses from the inspiration and curiosity that all plays into in the end a creative level that you want to bring out into the world and this idea that it's you, you know i love what you were saying about it start with it starts with the spark of an idea, but you're not really sure where it's going to take you. You know, there wasn't a sort of mapped out, okay, we're going to go with this and it's going to, so now do you find that that community inspires you to suggest new venues and to, to do different things? Um, not, not, uh, not maybe new venues. Sometimes, yeah, because they come up now with, oh, can you not do a street photography workshop in Milan? You know, Milano, yeah. for example. That can happen, yeah. I kind of leave it to this one big event in the summer, which uh, is uh, on this oh, dreamlike winery um, at the South Tyrolean Wine Road. And we come together there. And then I have two other events in the year, which are more um, just with one instructor. And we go into some city for the street photography workshop, something like that. You know? Yeah. And is there is there a way that the photographers who then combine to share their work? Is there a sort of collaboration on how, how their work is then shared? Uh, in a way, because they come like in this Zoom call, I was started organizing every month. So they they share their ideas and their work sometimes or their projects. Or um, sometimes they bring it to the event because a lot of them are regulars. They come back and then um, they bring their work there. So, or they exchange the information through me through my newsletter. Well, look, I got a book out, or I do an right. exhibition, and then I tell the others in that kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, what would you say you you have learned about the creative process through through this? You know, I love the way you have brought your work into your. So it feels now like this is your lifestyle, going to these places and and being inspired by these people and connecting people, bringing them all together. Yes. Um, so I try this through two, two things. I mean, one thing is through writing. So I'm writing every day and publish a blog and then medium.com and uh, um, like with the book and I'm writing. Also I started mm. writing my own book on paying attention, the art of paying attention. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. along those lines. And, and then have the idea also to create an event not photography, but taking all that experience of inspiration and creating a community to um, the topic of attention, creativity, inspiration, and I have to find the right um, formula. But um, so, yeah, I, from I think the events and cultural. Um, work in san francisco it kind of went into this photography workshop event which was in the beginning yeah kind of open we don't know how this developed yeah. it was in the beginning of a trial yeah it was a trial and then it, it developed over time and i realized how beautiful it is to build a community and um yeah hey i just love these this inspiration, the sparking you know, of, of bringing people together and they spark each other's um, fantasy and yeah, fascination and, and for things. And yeah, and I try also this to bring this out in my writing and maybe in a different kind of event. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that this all culminates in this idea of the art of paying attention, because for me, that's what you're encapsulating. It's like when you 
put your attention towards something and become very intentional about it, even if you don't know where it's going to lead, it starts to, to, to sort of develop, develop yeah, to become yeah. something bigger, to really become part right. of life. Right. Because that, I think the same, how it happened with going to San Francisco, I didn't know really what is going to happen. I just knew I need a change. I need, again, my international community. And I had a friend in San Francisco, so that's why it happened to be San Francisco. And she asked me to, um, hi, why don't you come over and help me yeah. building my business? And, and I did without knowing how long I will stay. So I said, well, let's try and then see what happens. So yeah. and that's the same going back to Europe um, after 14 years saying, well, let's see what happens with this uh, photo academy and all the other ideas I have because all the time I was writing and, and um, publishing and, and uh, in trying to inspire people and raising awareness. And I said, okay, let's take this all back and let's see what I can do back in Europe with this, see how it develops. And how much would you say the, the writing is all part of that, helping you to pay attention, to notice what's coming up? Um, I, I think it helps for one with really reflecting on things you learned, uh, to really dig out little stories um, you want to get into storytelling and of course build in the storytelling and and paying more attention to those little things that happened in life which sometimes you just oh, yeah yeah that happened they're there but yeah, now yeah. through the writing I start digging them out and I find this not easy but sometimes I realize yes it is easy uh, not easy but it, it does come up you just have to to hold in on it and all my life, I was always writing things down. So I have like a million notebooks. Um, and I think, my God, make use of this. No, you have ideas, you write them down. So now take them and use them. And um, I think, yeah, that helps. And then to, during the day, be more aware of um, little things that happen or conversations yeah. picking up because I love talking to people, but to listen and hear their stories or what they life experiences. And then I, so often I, I pull out a little notebook and make a note or afterwards like make notes because there were so many inspiring thoughts in it that I always write them down. And then now realizing with the writing process, well, take this and trying to try to put this into, which I didn't before, in the past, but now I'm more aware of it to take all these pieces and try to make something out of it. Yeah. And, and that brings me on so beautifully to that idea of how language is so important. And I love the fact that in English, we say, you know, we pay something, our attention, we, we pay attention. And yet in German, you describe it, you use the verb to give, to give right. a gift of your attention. Right. which is so, so powerful in, in just what you've described. Yeah, I think it's interesting. While I was digging into attention, because I realized attention is such an important aspect, which we sometimes are not aware of, yeah. um, because we connect attention always with paying attention or giving attention to a thing with focusing. But there's so much more to it. And then, our, and because giving attention, I give attention to a person. I wanted to also come back to Europe because I wanted to give more attention to my mom. Um, yeah. And um, so I thought, this is it. Like, I love uh, my friends. Um, and I always had a strong connection with, uh, so living abroad with my friends back in Cologne and in Germany and elsewhere. So this always paying paying attention to them or giving them my attention, even if I'm far away, was um, important to me or is, like you say, part of my lifestyle, maybe. Yeah. And, and so, so, so you build this intentional, I think the reason you have achieved this sense of balance, this sense of a strong foundation is because through all that, you know, you said you were always writing in notebooks, 
you're constantly reflecting, you're constantly thinking about where do I want to give my attention? Where am I going to gift my attention now? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I notice what makes me feel good. So I believe and think then that's what I want to me make part of my day so pay attention to it like yeah. i need to be outside in the fresh air fresh air and move or be in nature so i noticed that all my life <laughs> and yeah. uh, so i pay attention to it that i built this in into my daily life you know, for absolutely yeah. absolutely and i think that's the secret to overall a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment and looking back on our life with a, a sense of achievement or purpose you know rather than it happening to us we just decide where we're going to give our attention it's such a great way right. yes almost like no. a compass that's how it feels it is it is i think yeah, yeah. and i think yeah. you have to have your own compass um to know yeah what makes you feel good and then do that or build this in into your life you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what I think is so fascinating about you, and I don't know that it's that different in many of us, is this, this contraindication. It's like, I, I like open space, but sometimes I like a little bit of busyness or, you know, I, I like the contrast. I like the mm -hmm. two sides of things rather than yeah, I, I'm this person or this person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't know. Maybe that makes me more I take inspiration out of this yeah. and sparks, you know, as you say, yeah. and maybe that makes me um, like, I'm really open to a lot of things and really interested and curious, but maybe that is because I like both sides or both sides are feeding me, I guess. And yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you said, um, you know, you often sit and listen to people's stories and often, you know, obviously your, your workshops, I imagine there's a lot of different stories from different photographers all over the world coming together. It must be a fascinating melting pot of people exchanging stories about photographs and the creativity behind it. So what came up for you, Claudia, when you were thinking about a challenge that you've overcome, a story about a challenge? Um, what I was thinking about this was um, overcoming the challenge of realizing you can be good in something, but it doesn't mean that's also the thing you want to do. Right. Wow. So, for example, I'm, um, I'm very good in organizing. So... That's what I did also in, in, in Germany, of course, in as a marketing, as a manager, and then you organize things. And, and the missing part for me was, but I also want to create something. You know, I have to create yeah. ideas and realize ideas. That is, again, of course, connected with organizing, but it comes from a different place. And uh, so when I went in, to San Francisco, I got, again, always pulled into this direction of, organizing because well you're good in this i mean that's also why this photography workshop got i got asked to well you're good in organizing well can you do that? Like, <laughs> you get oh. us all organized can you get the event set up yeah yeah yeah, yeah i was like it. oh gosh no not again <laughs> so, so um yeah so then i think the challenge was trying to get away from this yeah i like to have things in order but it doesn't mean i always want to be the person the go-to person, oh, can you organize that? So, um, and of course I got pulled into this um, in San Francisco, obviously also from my background, from business and marketing background. And so always to organize somebody else's small business. And that was part of my work. So, and I trying to get, and I think the challenge is to get a break in this cycle because I felt it was a cycle every time I got back into that. I went over to help my friend build her business and organize her um, Asian antique business we had. That's why we went, I went over. I was like, okay. And then, um, I know, there was a restaurant cafe business I started to manage and organize everything. And then 
in nonprofits to organize everything. It's like, gosh, I need to break that cycle. So I think that's like the a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think the challenge was to overcome this and to cycle, to break that cycle and to do what I really want to do is, um, yeah, I said like creating myself those ideas. I wanted to, not that somebody else creates the idea and then hand it over to me. Now you can organize it. It's like, no, no, no. I want to be the one who creates the ideas, realize yeah. it, and then give it to somebody else who can organize it. <laughs> I need it. to find so, an organizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued. Did it feel like stepping into a new identity, being the person, because you've been associated with, well, we'll hand it to Claudia, she'll sort it out. What, In a way, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way to, to, say, to say stop. No, I don't want this anymore. I mean, for me, it was a parallel thing because I was still doing this. But on the other hand, uh, yeah, being all engaged in these many communities where I was creating ideas and trying to realize them. And through this, um, what I learned then you can combine, basically you transfer your skills from, in that case, all this organizing stuff to the other side you want to may do may want to do the creating and writing and researching and reading and putting things together and curate them and but these skills of course i could transfer yeah. for my organizing and um and then create out of these things i really want to create something so it was kind of parallel and then realizing after a while well it you can do both or at some point switch understanding that you can transfer the skills and then do the thing you really want to do uh, by, by not necessarily forgetting what you're good at it but use it now use yeah. what you're good at it but um, do then actually the thing you really want to do so it felt like more like instead of saying i have to shut off this whole side i can just pivot i can just make in some a way yeah pivot yeah and yeah. then people i think noticed so it's, and I noticed that people noticed in me or saw in me, it's not about that you need this particular skill, but it's about you're so open and curious and engaged and have certain basic work ethics, let's say, you know, where you're very reliable and uh, respectful and, and uh, integrity and these things that already is enough to um i got off, uh, jobs offered on the board of nonprofits of several ones but not because of a particular skill you learned or built your career on but because on you can transfer things or you're actually just open and curious engage and have a certain base you can come back like a strong base of certain work ethics and so on and with this actually you can keep working in a field where you really want to work yeah yeah so so really the challenge the the challenge was not holding yourself back it was saying i can almost embracing that yes and yes exactly yeah, yeah. the challenge really to say almost no to this one side and realizing the other side is possible in a yeah yeah. And what, what was the, was there, was there a single moment? Was it perhaps the move back from San Francisco to Europe where you kind of make a decision and go, I'm not just going to keep doing the same, same, same. I'm going to really bust out of this now. Yeah, I, th I think, yeah. It was already a little bit before because I switched more and more to writing and creating things. But I think, yeah, I think the, this, this move back and this, new opportunity with the photo workshops which was not maybe exactly again exactly what i wanted to do but it was a great opportunity and it incorporated a lot of parts of what i want to do and yeah. so it made sense when i said okay well let's see now what we make out of that so so it's another door opening and it, that resonates so much with me i must admit because i've I've worked and lived in different countries and each move brings a new opportunity to go, uh, how much was I enjoying that? How much do I carry, want to carry on? How much do I want to keep on doing the same? But you're right, right about you can transfer often the same skill set. doesn't mean you have to throw out the baby with the bathwater and say, right. I've got to become right. a completely different person. Yeah. yeah. It all comes together in the end, all these yeah. pieces. Yeah. And I think yeah. that is the secret to a sort of wonky 
uh, sort of non-linear career where you do have this sense of your your work and your life fitting together as opposed to being in separate boxes. Right. And I think that's also, I would like to open the eyes um, for people and inspire them with, it is possible. You, know, you don't need to stay on this one track, no matter yeah. how old you are, how, where, are you, where you are in your life or work life, you can change and take things with you. you know? And it's, it's just always these pieces and you can build them in a new way together you know, and yeah. reconstruct it. Why not? And what, what feels more fun, what feels more sort of right. exciting and, oh, I'm going to go over here and right. explore this yeah. adventure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love that. Now, I know that, you know, in your work, relationships have been key. You're clearly someone who really is good at connecting and building those those important relationships that 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 form the basis, I think, of that yes. solid foundation. You know, you mentioned friends and and I think that's something that really I associate with Claudia. She's she's the person who brings everyone in the room together. You know, it's really powerful the way you do that. And I'm intrigued. So when I asked you about a, a, an act of kindness, how much kindness is is kind of a foundational principle for you? Oh my god, <laughs> it is totally. So now you're taking me off in a but kindness. I think is so important. I know. I mean, it's like. Why can't people not be more kind to each other? <laughs> like, live in, in, all your writing, everything about it is about seeing the best in people, seeing the best in yourself, you know, really yes. embracing that kindness. I think that's what I love about the, the work that you do. Yeah, I think that's that's true because I think why why should we again we go back into my simplicity thinking? It's yeah. like why would you we want to make our lives more difficult by not being nice to each other, not being yeah. nasty, holding a grudge, uh, um, just stop talking to a person instead of being kind, you no, know, being yeah. kind and, and, and yeah, spreading kindness. I think it can change so much you know, if it's on world stage and if it's uh, in business. Yeah. Um, why could not there be more kindness if it's between the boss and the employees or even be between competitors uh, in the uh, yes, we need competition, but there also doesn't have to be a nasty fight. And uh, down to your French friends and your family. And we make it so difficult by, I don't know, to make, holding on to these negative things instead of let them go and just be kind. And it's so much easier. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why you move through the world with such ease and grace. It's just, yeah, there's just this. Maybe natural. because then it comes back to you. I don't know. I'm spreading this because I believe in it. Maybe yeah. that's something that comes back to you. Yeah. Yeah. But also because that is how I think you put the people focus, you know, by focusing on the people within business and bringing that consciousness into, into our work that's kind of the it feels like the essence of it for me mm -hmm. what you do see maybe unconsciously but you're right <laughs> yeah yeah it's so true it's so yeah, true yeah. so so when you actually started to do you have a story about an act of kindness that's impacted you well yeah i had to think a long long time a long time yeah i wasn't really um couldn't figure something out because i feel there's so much kind little things around us yeah. but um, like pinpointing something, but which also maybe has a connection to everything else we were talking about or the path as you go. So when I went to um, San Francisco, well, I went on a, um, a tour, extended tourist visa because I didn't know what's, how it, things involved. Uh, so an extended tourist visa is six months. So it's like, okay, I arrived and said, well, that's cool. I think I'm going to stay for a while. I like it. Yeah. And um, so, but then how do you stay longer? And um, so my friend who basically was a single woman business owner, she sponsored my visa. And now that I think of this, I mean, that was an act of kindness because how could I else have stayed longer there? Yeah, And um, I mean, it was all about, okay, helping her with the business and we do this. And um, even if it, we stopped after some years, but if my friend Jamie didn't have 
this sense of or this act of being kind enough and having this act of kindness to sponsor my visa so I have a working visa, a working business visa, um, so I can stay longer, which is connected then to her business. And she has to pay for it and sponsor it and do all the paperwork, which was insane. And I could not have stayed or I would have maybe find whatever, another company, because the visa is always connected to to a company or certain work. So I think that opened the door also for that I was able to stay longer. Even if afterwards then the path changed and because I met my husband there and we stopped the business and through our marriage, I got the green card, but, you know, but, yeah. but you it may wouldn't never have happened. You may never have had the opportunity to even stay for right. long enough to, right. or, had you met your husband at that point? Yeah, no, not yet. So no, I met so, him two years in. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, if I hadn't been able to stay after two years, I met my husband. Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, so it's all these things that then, yeah. But a single act of kindness actually opened a whole new avenue. That It's almost yeah. like a sliding doors moment where it's like, if this hadn't happened, then my life would have taken a very different path, perhaps. It's true, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. And then moving on to, to my favorite subject, which is, because I, I think it does bring out creativity in everybody, music does music play it first of all i'm asking does music play a part in these uh photography workshops do people bring music with them do you do you listen to music to spark creativity no (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna posit that as a suggestion for maybe next time we go i'm gonna have a playlist and see what this brings out give me your playlist no i so have not my connection to music like i mean i saw this question i was like Oh my God! I have no connection to music <laughs> You're the at first all. First person, and this is maybe this is the contradiction in you, Claudia. You know, hey. this, you are literally the first person who hasn't gone. Oh yes, I've got, I've got a song. No. I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. Totally not. So I, so one thing I don't have, don't have any knowledge about music. Um, I think the only music I kind of can remember and put names to it, but don't ask me for any names now. But or recognize songs is from the eighties. You know, where I kind of growing up in the 80s and probably influenced also by my brother and just listening to his music so there was a phase yeah um and i remember um i unfortunately i don't remember the song but i remember now that i'm talking about this when i first went to the united states while we were still still on in high school uh doing a trip over there with the school I know we were at some point in the bus and hearing some music what was played at the time i don't know mid 80s uh, and that song I took with me back to Germany, I always kind of replayed it, but I can't remember which song that was because it reminded me so much of America. I want to go to America. You know? Like oh, all wow. the young people, everybody wants to go to America. You know? So you heard that song first of all back in Germany and that you think is what took you on? No, I think in, this, in, in, in the States, we went to with the school to California and oh, then we're going with our class, you know, going around the bus, doing our trips, you know, exploring and and then having music you know, in the bus and yeah. uh, with our, our group. And that song I then took with me, but I don't, can't remember what it is, but I, I could <laughs> probably be able to find it. But back, back then, that had kind of an impact because it connected me back to America when yeah. I was back in school, no, finishing school. It's so deceiving uh, by, the, by the sound, even if it maybe, wasn't that you can remember. So yeah. maybe it was the but, Beach Boys. Maybe it was could be. It was something probably connected to California. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, other sometimes when people talk about music, I rather say, "What is the sound?" I think about what is the sound I love most to listen to. Yeah, and that is for me not music, or it is maybe music in a different sense. It's for me is listening to the wind in the trees and the birds. So I love being out in nature. I would never ever walk in nature here with uh, headphones and listen to a podcast, sorry, uh, or <laughs> uh, music or anything, because I want to listen to nature. I mean, that's what makes yeah. me feel good or calm down and, and listen to the birds. And I always have a window open and need to hear the outside, the, the wind in the trees. I'm always lucky to live in a quiet place where I can hear yeah. really the, 
birds and and that's for me important so that's what I want oh to my goodness you've just sparked an idea in me I mean first of all I just want to reflect back to you what an amazing way to gift your attention you know to really notice those yeah well, thank you for that idea of breeze in the trees <laughs> that idea of yeah not blocking how much how much do we block out when we put the headphones in and go oh i've got to learn totally. something i've got to yeah. yeah slow down simplify so i'm wondering if i can find a recording of just birds singing in the trees <laughs> <laughs> which would be you know from a mindful you know i'm taken straight into a spa at that point where you know sometimes you go into a spa and yeah, just sounds, playing. Yeah. and i've got this funny funny story about um so <laughs> i was in in we went to visit lovely lovely friends in the hague and i walked into this little shop and there was a, a very special little music box and it's something you could put in your downstairs loo or put put wherever you want, but it it's it had a movement sensor in it. And when you walked past it or when it sensed movement, it started to play like a little chattering of birds. So you've reminded me of that music box, which my kids then turned <laughs> off. They thought it was really annoying, but we had it in the downstairs loo. And it meant whenever you went into the loo, there was just this, and, and often people would come out and say, where are the birds? <laughs> Why can I hear birds singing? And it's such a beautiful sound. I just love it. I love it. So first of all, I'm wondering if one of the additions to the playlist can just be a very mindful track <laughs> from nature, which would be a yes. beautiful reminder of you. But did you then, were you going to then say, oh, but I have found a song or a piece of music? Well, yeah, I was thinking of one piece, which is just a classical music piece yeah. uh, from Johannes Pachelbel, or I don't know how we pronounce it in English, yes, yes. Um, Canon in D. And I love classical music because it's quiet. I don't like that you know, crazy yeah. loud uh, yeah. music. And I love that piece. And I remember that very often flying from San Francisco back to Germany because like, two times at least per year I was going back, uh, sometimes three, um, to see my family, my friends. I was very often having classical music and this one over and over again here yeah. in my ears to block out the noise from the airplane, which I yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was using this. And then I had on my mom's funeral, I had this uh, song or this piece played by a violinist. So I had organized it. We find a violinist who plays that song and or piece, sorry. And uh, we were out in this beautiful garden and it was just amazing. I mean, it felt so good and right and beautiful. In this yeah. Place. yeah. And, and I know the piece because I actually, we had it playing when uh, we got married. We had it played when everybody arrived at the reception and we were just, uh, yeah, we yeah, just I loved that piece after yeah. the ceremony. And I think it, it's a deeply emotional piece, you know, it really yes. does, yes. Yeah, yeah. whether it's a celebration yeah. or it's time to say farewell. It's, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful piece of music. Mm. Oh my goodness, Claudia, I'm so grateful. So now we've got two additions to the playlist, <laughs> both of which will take me straight to this conversation and, mm -hmm. and how much fun it's been. But yeah, my final, my final request is just that one piece of wisdom that you want to add to the collection. Well, another thing I had to think about. So if I, because I'm always impressed when people say, oh, there's this one piece of sentence or wisdom it uh, I heard from, or my teacher told me, or I was reading in book, this and that, and that took me through. It's like, I don't have one of those. Hmm. So what I didn't realize, Actually, maybe this um, unconsciously, maybe I'm carrying this inner wisdom in me, which uh, I just carried me or helped me moving on through the years unconsciously, which I was not really thinking of, which is basically uh, trust yourself and everything will work out. And but it's not conscious. So, but I became maybe more conscious that this is maybe a wisdom or which um, helps me or I would. I would like to tell other people, which did, maybe I did unconsciously all the time through my work and writing, 
And uh, maybe that got sparked into my consciousness when I was hiking with a friend in San Francisco and we were talking about, you know, work and um, how you fight for things and, and that how we are kind of different. And I was saying, well, yeah, I'm, I admire you because you are so much such a fighter and, and, and knowing your way out. He said, no, uh, you know, what's great about you is that you are, seem to have this inner balance and feel, feeling of safety. It's like, oh, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> and maybe see this is just there and sometimes you don't notice. And uh, um, so I thought about this and then I realized, um, yeah, it's like this trust. Maybe it's just there in me. This trust yourself and your and the belief, being optimist, you know, positive thinker, it all things will work out. And then I try to think, where does that came come from? And I think, for one thing, of course, if we are lucky, you get raised at home with love and safety. So I think I'm lucky in that part. And, and then probably also, I think, a lot with my big brother, who's 10 years older. And he always gave me the feeling or said, well, try things. And... Um, um, and explore things and just do it. And you know what? If you fall, somebody will catch you. And yeah. then I always had this feeling, yeah, there will be somebody who will catch me and it's fine. Uh, also, when I went to San Francisco, he said, so what? If it doesn't work out, you come back. You have a family here. You have friends here. So it's all good. You know? yeah. And um, maybe there's another thing uh, we have. In, I'm from Cologne. And in Cologne, we have... Uh, our own Cologne constitution with 11 laws, like little tiny funny sentences. And Cologne people are known also for being fun and laid back and don't say, take things too seriously. And one of the laws is, it come, if I try to translate it, it comes <laughs> and it comes and it works always out in the end. It and always maybe, works out in the end. Yeah, I love that. Is this something... I was not consciously carrying with me, but maybe being from there, you know, growing up with that sense, gave yeah. me that feeling of, um, yeah, of trust in myself and things will work out. And there's a story from um, my mom's friend. Uh, he's from, which I now, being conscious of it, carry with me that little story. He's from Ghana and he always visited very often Germany and had a close friend in Cologne because he went to the sports university there. And at some point there were this, my mom's friend who were connected with this friend from Ghana. They were at the airport. He was flying back. I think this other friend was flying with him and he, he couldn't find his air, uh, passport. And my my mom's friend was freaking out. Oh my God, we need your passport. We are ready to board. You know, what are we doing? He's like, to relax. We'll show up. <laughs> I'm sure. And sure enough, like 50 minutes later, this guy walks out of the bathroom holding his passport, looking for our no. Teddy, the friend from Ghana, and saying, are you Teddy? No, no, no. Here's your passport. Oh yeah, thank you. See, I knew it will work out. So you have to have this trust in yourself, yeah. things will work out and you stay yeah. calm and the positive things can come to you. you know? Absolutely. So that Absolutely. would be my wisdom, have trust in yourself and that, will, uh, that you will make it and things will work out in the end. And I love that it's even embedded into the constitution of Cologne. You know? I know. <laughs> trust I yourself, that. it will all work out in the end. Oh, beautiful yeah. wisdom. So thank you so much, Claudia, for joining me. Um, Thank you very where much. can anyone who's listening to this and is interested in following your work, uh, where can they find you? Well, for one, um, on my website, claudiabrose.com. And mm -hmm. then um, I can also send you a few links on medium.com. Um, I don't know how that, the connection is, but if you look for the name, a slash at Claudia Bose, Claudia Bose Attention. Ah, of course, of course, of course. That's how I, um, yeah, is my name yeah. there uh, or Instagram, but you find all these links on the website. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we'll make sure there's links to all of that in the show notes. And it just remains to wish you the very best of luck next week with the photography workshop and all the new sparks and innovations that are going to come from it. 
Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That was actually fun. You're right. (laughs) Fun indeed. Thanks to Claudia, who I should also mention is a contributor to our book, Enough, Unlock a Life of Abundance, starting right where you are. That idea of trusting that it will all work out in the end is all part of the wisdom that Claudia shares in her chapter on how to channel your attention so that it serves you in powerful ways. And one final request from me before we go. Next weekend, Sunday the 3rd of April, I'll be running in the London Landmarks Half Marathon to raise money for my chosen charity, Choose Love, a global aid initiative who are currently helping the now close to 10 million people who have had to flee from the war in Ukraine. Many of them are mothers, many with young children. And so I'm asking if this Mother's Day, you can spare a thought for them and show your support by sponsoring me. With your kindness, I've already been able to raise an amazing £2,500 so far for Choose Love. That collective show of solidarity is what is going to help me get through those 21 kilometres next week. And I really appreciate the kindness of each and every one of you who has contributed so generously so far. There'll be a link in the show notes to the Just Giving Fund and no donation is too small. It really does all help. So thank you. So I'll leave you this week with that beautiful piece of music, Canon in D by Johan Packelbell. I wish I could end, as, as my lovely friend Rosie suggested, end each episode with the song that is named by the guest. But this one, as it was written so long ago, there are no rights restrictions. It's simply a gift to the world. Enjoy. <laughs>